2: Welcome in to the PHNX Sons podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Saul Bookman, Espo, and Gerald Borgay. And gentlemen, it has been a tough week. We've had a lot of really sad, unfortunate situations on our hands. I feel like we've started the show with something that's um, More important, or been really, uh, yeah, unfortunate, heavy, and today is no different. We got the news of Brittany Griner sentencing, and the Phoenix Mercury put out a statement saying, "While we know, while we knew, it was never the legal process that was going to bring our friend home. Today's verdict is a sobering milestone in the 168-day nightmare being endured endured by our sister BG." We remain heartbroken for her as we have every day for nearly six months. We remain grateful to and confident in the public servants, working every day to return her to her family and us. We remain faithful. The administration will do what it takes to end her wrongful detention. We are inspired every day by BG's strength, and we are steadfastly committed to keeping her top of mind publicly until she is safely back on American soil. We will not allow her to be forgotten. We are BG.
1: Quite frankly, this is all such crap, to be honest, that uh, she had 0.7 ounces of of cannabis oil on her at the airport. She admitted that she was wrong, that the amount of time is obviously a political charade at this point. Nine years Mm -hmm. for that? No, it's simply because the Russian government's trying to make an example out of her in a time where they're trying to find any way they can get leverage on anybody based on the fraudulent war. It's, it's sad and and quite frankly, disgusting that she's had to be a pawn in in all of this uh, for an honest mistake, quite frankly.
3: Yeah. It's obviously it's awful news and we are obviously thinking of her here. Hopefully that this, Based on the general reaction to people who have been reporting on this for a while now, uh, TJ Quinn with ESPN, hopefully this means that now that this sentencing has been determined, discussions can begin in earnest about bringing her home. Um, Not to say that this was just a formality, but now the next step needs to be taken as far as, okay, obviously nine years can't happen. It's not going to happen. What are we going to do to actually bring
0: her home now? So hopefully that's where we go next from here. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the Justice Department will will do everything they can. I know they've exhausted a lot of different measures and, and obviously the rumors are, or confirmation was a, of, a, of a trade of some sort of a Russian prisoner that we currently have versus um, not only Brittany Griner, but another um, uh, American prisoner. It, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's a sad situation all the way around. Um, if you've ever met Brittany Griner, uh, you know, she's admitted to to a lot of mistakes that she's made in the past. She's been through a lot in her life. Um, personally, I, in my dealings with Brittany Griner, she is one of the more um, – I just really, really like her a lot. Mm-hmm. She's just such a cool person to talk to. Um, but she understands that she has flaws. And I don't think that she should pay this severely for um, – really an accident, uh, uh, you know, doing what she did. I, and and again, we're talking about, you know, they, 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 they put the smug drug smuggling thing in there and I'm just like, she's not, she wasn't like trafficking freaking. She's not a (laughs) fucking drug mule. You know what I mean? Like she's not that person. Like she was, she, she uses cannabis to relax herself and a lot of people do. And I don't feel like all because it's a, it's a crime in Russia. It's not a crime here in the States in certain places and she shouldn't have to pay uh, such a severe penalty for that so
1: i mean she admitted to 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 like 0.7 ounces like this is not she was not smuggling anything into russia i know this was not a drug trafficking thing it's it's a charade so
2: our thoughts are with bg and her friends and family and of course everyone who is um sending good thoughts prayers Whatever your thing is, please continue to uh, think about her and send positivity to her and her family. Um, I'm not, I haven't gotten any better this week at transitioning out of these tough topics and I kind of hope that I never get better at it <laughs> because that would mean we're in a really tough spot. Mm-hmm. So apologies, but shall we talk Suns basketball?
0: Yes, we, we should. should. Well, right. well, can, we, can I say one more thing? Yes. I do want to also give a, a, a. I've met Mike Hazen before, and I know this is not a Dbacks podcast, yes. but losing your wife, two a little over two years after she's been diagnosed with, uh, glacial Gar- uh, carsoma, I think that's how you say it. Um, it's just such a tragedy, and they're four kids. So our thoughts are definitely with the Hazens um, during this extremely tough time and oh man it's just it's so heartbreaking i couldn't even imagine it yeah i can't imagine being
1: my case and have to i mean it was a long long battle him and his his children having to to watch that and then losing their mother and their wife like that it, it's definitely it's just sad so
0: anyway so transition <laughs> sorry
2: no it's okay it's just kind of like a i don't want to be insensitive by any means but mm. um it's a tough. It's a tough thing. It's been a really, really, really bad week. It has. It's been a really, rough week for a lot of things.
0: We need more OGs. Come on.
2: Um, <laughs>
0: that <laughs> Happy... would have been the worst transition
1: to transition. I to know. Right? So at least <laughs> you yeah. didn't do
2: that. So. <laughs> Happy <laughs> anniversary to the Devin Booker pose. Yeah. Yes. Fun one. Wait, what can we
0: can we see the video that started it all?
2: Yeah, of course. Let's
0: go. Two years ago. It baby, beautiful. Little turnaround jump shot over Paul George and Kawhi. Oh. Let's go. The laying down,
1: <laughs> little head up. That's I got that's that. got to be Book's logo on a shoe, right? It's got to be
0: the laying down. The
1: laying down. down. Honestly, yeah. he
2: should. If he's not already in the works of that, I'd be surprised. But he definitely needs to make that like a logo for and him. It'd be
3: perfect because it'd fit on like the base of the shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, that Even just any
2: type of merch, it could be Ooh, kind of a cool logo. A yeah, yeah,
0: that'd be pretty yeah. cool.
2: Absolutely. Um, that one's for free book. The next one, we're gonna charge you. <laughs> but that is a pretty fun pose and it's been really cool because it's been recreated intentionally or unintentionally. I don't know. You guys can be the judge of that one mm-hmm. multiple times since then. And it's become one of those kind of like iconic moments. Every time it happens, everyone, I feel like it's a burst of energy. It's kind of just one of those things that is now ours.
1: I feel like that was the moment we all went, Oh, this can turn around. Mm-hmm. This can be fun again. Mm-hmm. This can be something special because I mean, that was over PG and Kawhi. That was a game winner. It's it's in the bubble, coming off of us having absolutely no sports and and being all involved in one of the the worst thing you know uh, pandemics we've ever seen in this world. That was such a special moment. I don't think Sun fans will ever forget that that experienced it.
0: To me, it wasn't necessarily just that game. It was, um, I think it was either the game before, or game after, directly after they played OKC. And Devin Booker was hitting the stupidest shots I've ever seen uh, him shoot like mm-hmm. the half court shot nothing but net like and he was just in such a groove and that was the first time that I uh, saw Devin Booker and realized okay I think I think he has it in him to go to a whole nother level of stardom uh just based off of that and that that told me he was he was at least approaching the same level as the Kawhi's as the KD's as the Steph's Uh, and so, and then what happened, obviously the, the, the next few months in getting CP3 back that up further. So yeah, that's, that's the first time I think I was a believer in what could turn around. Mm -hmm. It it was kind of a a
3: huge moment. And it's weird to say that about a team that was, you know, a 30 some win team that didn't make the playoffs that year, but Mm -hmm. it felt so monumental. Even at the time that was only game three of eight in the bubble but it felt like such a huge moment because it did feel like, okay, maybe these youngsters are onto something. Maybe Booker can lead a winning team because I think, I think it was the first three or four win streak of his career. Yeah. Which is insane to say that it took that long, but like they went eight and no in the bubble. And that was the shining moment of that whole thing. And it wasn't just the shot either. It was the McHale deflection. It was the fact that Booker, I think dropped like 35 in that game. Um, and that the Clippers were a good playoff-bound team at the time that they beat. Um, it, it really did feel like a turning of the page moment, and it's oddly enough one of the more iconic Suns moments. And it's not even a playoff moment. Like it, it was it was really cool. And I think a lot of people during that pandemic time, when the world was a very dark place all around us, we kind of latched on to the Suns and that bubble run and that moment as one of the few. Bright spots. I think a lot of us remember probably where we were when we were watching that moment. Probably at home, but
1: still, we were at home on, on our couches. But <laughs> <In a> transformation.
0: <laughs> Good one, Gerald. Hello. Jeez. Oh
1: no. I, I uh, I it transformations. Also... <laughs> when we—that's when that all started. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Uh, that was also when we got that great Monty speech after that mm-hmm. eighth game that they won and they didn't know if they were going to get in the play. in it was uh, that speech about how this is just the beginning. And that also felt like a moment where it was saying, Devin, you've, you've worked hard. We're going to get to that next step. And then we get the finals run the next year. It was uh that, that whole run will, was magical.
2: I mean, just who would have thought that you just needed to take this team and lock them away together <laughs> for however long it ended up being in order to launch them?
0: At Disney. Yeah. At Disney. <laughs> At Disney.
2: Two <laughs>
1: months. And they got the shitty hotel, too, because they – remember they split them into – where the teams were ranked, so like oh, the Suns, yeah, that. the Suns were First in like all, the shitty, shitty hotel. The yacht the club hotel. is not a shitty hotel. It's <laughs> shitty compared to the others. No, Did you see the other? No, yeah, yeah some of them
0: are at the, Lord, the yeah. Grand Floridian, and I will tell you on first-hand experience that the Grand Floridian is hot trash compared to the yacht club. Love, the Suns were in a very good spot. I love, I love that we. Uh, yeah, so we I was like, do not, not slander Disney, sit Disney here World, and have this be slandered. No.
1: We also got all those great videos of them, like. Jumping in the pool and playing uh, playing Netball beach or games whatever it was called. Yeah. Like, yeah. What
2: was it called?
3: Dario Sharks talking Spike trash ball. while they were
1: Spike playing ball. Spike Ball. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> that god, that was the best
2: thing ever.
1: <laughs> I won't lie though, you watched that and you went, That's a good way to blow on a knee. Can everybody <laughs> stop playing this game? Now?
2: <laughs> 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 they had to do something, though so They were locked away in a bubble. They didn't you had to keep them from losing their minds entirely. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so happy anniversary to the Devin Booker pose. So we all know and love. All right, so we have a really great article over at gophnx.com that Gerald wrote. It is a Borgay breakdown, and we are going to get into it here on the show today. But as always, there is far more in depth information and nuggets (laughs) in that article. So this is just kind of like the Cliff's Notes version. Highly recommend you go get a. Go PHNX membership so that you can read all of Gerald's. If sweet you want to go
0: in on Dario Sarge and campaign, this is it. This is
1: <laughs> this is the free lecture. Go read the masterclass. Exactly. <laughs>
2: right. So it's titled "How a Healthy Dario Sarge Could Revitalize Campaign." Let's get into it, Gerald. You want to start us off?
3: Yeah. So I mean, I feel like you should have done a knuckle crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the big thing that we've been talking about for weeks when it comes to this team and where they can improve is obviously the backup point guard spot. Mm -hmm. And we haven't kind of held back about how campaign was untrustworthy in that playoff run and how he had a down season. And we've wondered, okay, was his breakout year, what he is in a Phoenix suns Jersey or was last year kind of regression to the mean? And I hate to use the word fluke, but like, (laughs) is he coming back down to earth a little bit? Is this who he is? And I think that that's part of it, but I also do think that having a healthy Dario Sharic helps him a lot more than we kind of gave credit for. Um, and I, th- I think I don't think we can chalk all of his struggles up to not having Dario Sharic because, you know, campaign is his own player. And what he did the season before was not just because he had super Dario next to him. But I do think having a pick and pop big is something that really helps him in particular compared to a lot of rim-running bigs, which is what the Suns primarily had last year. So just a Cliff Notes version of some of his regression last year. He went from three win shares the season before to 1.9 in basically the same amount of games, which is a pretty steep drop-off. He he went from 48% (laughs) shooting to 41. He went from 44% on threes to under 34%. He went from 46% on wide-open threes to 34. That's a 12% drop. Dario's not going to help him knock down wide open threes. (laughs) That's not what we're saying here. But the fact that they had a plus 16.5 net rating when the two shared the court is really good. And it it speaks to his ability to play with a pick and pop big because he had a plus 12 net rating with Kaminsky that year as well. Um, And he got better with McGee and Biombo as the year went on, but he even admitted early in the season that it was an adjustment for him because A lot of teams had the scouting report on him now. So they were playing his drives. They were taking away what he was good at. And with those rim running bigs kind of occupying that real estate in the lane, he didn't have his driving lanes. So Saric helps because he's that floor spacing big. So let's pull up the clip of him floor spacing from the year before um, because it it really helps when you have a guy. Campaign likes to get downhill. So when you look and you have Dario Sharic popping out, A lot of bigs aren't going to be able to make that recovery. And Payne got a lot of easy assists from this. Like you just look at these threes and they're wide open because they're worried about Payne driving and they don't have the time. Like Dario is not a fast guy. He's not fleet of foot. But Mm -hmm. like he just has fundamentally sound footwork. He just leaks out and he knows when to kind of where to go, how to read campaign. And they have really good pick and roll chemistry together.
0: God, that pick-and-roll defense is true. Every single (laughs) one of those teams. And I'm not trying to discredit Dario because the the spacing definitely helps out a lot. But, man, some of these highlights, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are these teams doing (laughs) on the fucking pick? Like, Kevin Love is all the way down at the dotted line. Like, bro, Dario can shoot. What are you doing that far down? I know he's trying to play help. but Right. And I think
3: this is where Dario helps is because a lot of these teams with less mobile bigs, less defensive-minded bigs, they have to resort to drop coverage. So a lot of times when you have Dario, he's going to exploit that because even if he's not, you know, popping out with athleticism or speed, like he just knows where to go. He knows when the drop is coming and how to kind of take advantage of that. So that was a huge thing. And he's not like a fantastic three point shooter. He shot 35.7% and 34.8% over the last two seasons. But I'd argue his three point shooting is a little bit more valuable in a stretch big role because a lot of defenses don't account for that still.
1: I'm not saying this because of my obsession with Frank Kaminsky, but I did notice uh, in in some of those clips that you're showing, it was both Dario and Frank on the court, which meant you had to account for two bigs who could shoot Mm -hmm. as well, which we've talked about this team needing to shoot more threes, needing more shooting. That seems to be key on a second unit, the campaign is playing there, more than just one guy that can spread that floor for him.
3: Yeah, and that's kind of the the general point, but also a concern with Payne, is that he really thrives when he has stretch bigs who can space the floor for him, but you also can't tailor your roster around a five-out <laughs> offense just to cater to your backup yeah. point guard. Like, Payne has to be better this season. That is obvious, but I do think having Sharich to open things up definitely helps and Monty talked about this back in January he was saying you know with Dario out and adjusting to JaVale like we've had to encourage Payne to take more mid-range shots he took six percent more mid-range shots last year than he did the season before and he missed six percent more of them so he was taking more and making less which is not a good ratio on one of the more inefficient shots in basketball
1: that I know we've talked system but Mm -hmm. doesn't Isn't that a flaw in the system not adjusting when you're asking a guy who doesn't traditionally shoot well there to take more shots in that space rather than trying to find a way to adjust to play to his strengths?
3: So he shot, to answer your question, he shot 47% the season before from the mid-range. So I think they thought that you know if he took a few more, maybe the efficiency tails off a little bit. I don't think they were counting on it dropping to 41%. And also his inefficiency around the rim hurt them because he's a guy that we've seen the clips he puts his head down he gets downhill he's attacking the basket and he's throwing up these ambitious layups that are pretty when they go in but they don't go in enough he shot only 44% around the rim last year which really hurts so I think they tried to tailor it like okay slow down don't attack the trees maybe pull up before you get to that point point. And he just couldn't make enough shots. I think that's probably what happened. One,
2: well, I think having Dario back and being able to maybe knock down a few more of those type of buckets will help his confidence. Because we have all known that campaign is a confidence based player. Yes. Right, when his confidence is high, his shots are going to fall a lot more. But when his confidence is low, his shots are not going to fall. It's it's a weird thing because you would want him to be able to work through that on his own. But it just kind of is what it is. I think that's also one of the reasons why Monty goes to him so much and tries to help him get out of those slumps that he finds himself in because – the minute that Monty says, okay, we can't rely on you, that's going to kill his confidence even more. So if he can get to the bucket on some of those those shots we were talking to where he puts his head down and just goes, mm-hmm. if he can knock some of those down, hopefully it'll translate to some of his wide open threes or other shots.
0: What I saw from campaign this year, just <clears throat> game to game, the optics of, of his body language, the way he was going at the hoop, it looked like he was, he was trying to play too cute at times mm-hmm. instead of just – you got a mismatch, get the bucket. Like, that's that's the game right here. Like And, and sometimes when guys, you know, have a great year the year before, they, their impression of the way they played is a little bit skewed compared to the reality. And I think when you watch Campaign play this past year, he tried to do a lot of the cute shit or the the nice floaters and stuff like that, and it wasn't working out, and that got him into trouble because he, he didn't revert back to what he was actually doing well because he couldn't identify it. And so that I think this year he's going to look a lot, a lot more tape and identify some of that stuff, some of the things that he was doing so well to take advantage of the defense, Um, you know. And yeah, the defense adjusted, but campaign did a really poor job of adjusting to that adjustment, and it just it it was just a a sinkhole, and it never he could never get out of it. But this is the biggest flaw on the roster. If you're if you're depending on
1: a guy to find his confidence, because that's what your whole game is based on. And you're hoping that Dario, a man who's coming off of two major knee injuries uh, is going to help open things up, which you prove that that does open things up for campaign, but there's a lot of ifs here and that's your backup point guard. And that was one of the biggest flaws in your roster in, in the playoffs. And at the end of last season, and you're going in without having addressed it. Mm. Uh, you know, that that's what worries me the most. I am encouraged by, how he does improve with Dario, but it's a big if. We don't know what Dario is going to be after missing a year with those two major knee injuries. Mm-hmm. Right, and,
3: and that's obviously the big concern when we're talking about Sharich is can he stay healthy, can he be durable? I think having Biombo back is kind of insurance for him because if he can't stay on the court, you know, if he's playing 40 to 50 games, I would consider that a good success as yeah. long as he's healthy for the playoffs because you have Biombo who can fill that backup role if needed. Um, but I do think he brings that other element. And if we want to pull up uh, the clip of him slipping, this is one thing that stood out because you can find clips of these guys doing anything. But Dario does a really good job of reading when the hedge Defender slides too far out and he slips a lot of these screens and you'll notice where he's going away from is where campaign Drives right towards in this case. It's a post up He doesn't get the ball but campaign reads that and drives right into the lane And there's a lot of examples of this other than just those three where Dario feels he has open space He slips the defense has to like rapidly retreat and that opens up a wide open driving lane for campaign um Dario's a smart player. We've, we've known he has a high basketball IQ, but it's just little things like that and Payne's ability to kind of read those and have that chemistry with Dario to understand what he's doing and capitalize on it. I think that's going to help open things up um, in a way that you know some of the more traditional rim running bigs did not in the pick and roll last year.
2: We have a super chat from Morton. Thank you so much for your super chat. They said Dario for MVCP, most valuable comeback player <laughs> and a championship trophy emoji.
1: Didn't they get really the comeback
2: player of the year? I don't did they? I, 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 feel, didn't, I didn't think they did.
1: Or they did and they brought it back. It was gone at one point, but
2: Can you bet on it? Uh, if it's if
1: it's a if it's a an actual thing, yeah. yeah. You can bet on anything. I mean,
0: <laughs> we're learning that. So hmm. Okay. Oh, we're high, humble rumble, are we? <laughs> Why? Because we <laughs> – listen. We're, we're,
2: no, no, no. I think he's talking about some people in the chat. Because oh, somebody Dario said over Dario, over, Dario no, over Aiden, LOL, y'all I think high. somebody
0: earlier had said some uh, – s- people forget that Dario was getting minutes over Aiden um, in some crunch time minutes. He was. Um, and it, Which is true. He was. But to think that Dario will come back and all of a sudden be that player again – Or, well, and I should say, not Mm -hmm. or, that D.A. has gone back to that, you know, that that poor, you know, output is just ridiculous now. Like D.A.'s, he's exceeded that point now. You can't leave him out of the lineup uh, in crunch time minutes anymore. Like that's just, that's game over. So for sure.
3: And it's uh, like based on what he's done in the playoffs and last season, like it's clear that he's not that same. Yeah frustrating player as far as can we leave him on the floor late in games he definitely has proved since then that he can i i do think that like obviously i love sharks but he's he's not going to be playing crunch time minutes over eight in this year um but it is something that he will definitely help Payne in the pick and roll um because Payne's numbers across the board in the pick and roll went down last year even with very elite rim running bigs that he had so I think it just brings a different dimension, something different to the second unit mm-hmm. that they were missing because Kaminsky got hurt and Sarge was out all year. So
0: for me, campaign's outside shooting is is it's really the the key indicator in terms of I know he missed more bunnies than ever before in mm-hmm. his in his career, but the outside shooting to me is what really gets him going. He drops a three, especially in somebody's face. He he just gets hyped up about it. He gets a little bit more one-on-one time with the crowd, if you will, because he's not hiding under the <laughs> basket. He's at the top. It's all about him. He gets hyped up. That's what feeds him. Mm-hmm. And he shot such a piss-poor percentage, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think he was like, what, two for like 24 or something was, like that? It was bad. He was really bad. So pain, pain is more of a mental case than I feel like it's physical. Physically, I feel like he still has everything he's ever had before. It's just he's got to get it right between the ears okay. uh so by the way nba uh
1: comeback player of the year award only a thing from 1980 to 1986. okay <laughs> so, so a while ago it's one of those things like the bernstein bernstein oh, thing, maybe maybe we're thinking most improved. improved most improved came and they discontinued this so i feel like
2: they should bring it back
1: i i think especially so. with all the injuries we have right? to deal with now exactly <laughs> and i think
0: i think the most improved though has typically gone to somebody who came back from injury. So I, maybe it? that's why we're no, complaining. No, it's usually you. a young – I think sometimes it has, but
1: usually it's a young guy that takes that next step as well or somebody that comes out of nowhere. Uh, quick question for you. Mm-hmm. If Dario can't be that guy or can only play 40 to 50 games in the regular season, mm-hmm. is Jacques Landell a guy that has the potential to be – to, to, kind of evolve into that floor spacer for them in some
3: ways. I think so and it's a good point to bring up because it wasn't one that I even in my long-winded article <laughs> brought up as far as Landell but he is another floor spacing big and I I think I don't think they targeted him specifically for that reason. I think floor spacing is just a good thing to have in the NBA, but if the byproduct is it helps free up driving lanes for campaign then yeah, that's that's a terrific extra benefit of adding him.
0: Chris Paul has entered our chat and said, pain should start over book, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. going to take a wild guess that's, that a, that's not a, the real Chris Paul. This kind of insight is what we need. We just need you to come on to the show and say it. That's
3: <laughs> Cliff Paul right there. I'm what? not falling for it.
2: <laughs> so that was um, kind of your introductory class into sure. this masterclass that Gerald created for us. Lesson one. In a Borgue <laughs> breakdown over at gophnx.com. So check it out if you want to dive even deeper into that. Um, I asked if you could bet on the MVCP. CP. You, can't, you, you cannot can't, because, because there it's is. not a thing. <laughs> but there are actual things available on the DraftKings Sportsbook app that you can bet on. So if you haven't yet, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code PHNX when you're signing up. And after you make your first deposit, you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So
1: I need some help. I just got a free $15 bet. Right? What? Why do you need help?
2: For I needed to check my app and see if I got a free one too.
0: It's $15.
2: I'm saying <laughs> All find bets a are bet important. to win
0: and and make that more money. I need our help with $15. Saul. So, <laughs>
2: Just Man. to help the guy out. Why else? do we have a bet
0: show, then? If,
2: if people don't need help this with a $15, $15 bet. It's
0: not $1,000. you got to think I about I want to make it a 1000 15 so? is, like, so This is easy. his
2: way of subtle flexing on everyone. Like, $15, Whatever. that's junkie. Yeah. No, it's a
0: free bet of $15. You literally lose nothing.
2: Yeah, Why do you need our help with losing world nothing? World, can you would want to make
0: everything, something, So, <laughs> Everything. What's the most you think you can make off of a $15 bet? I could make,
1: like, two grand. I think, if I played it right.
0: With Shane, a massive can you make... Five figures off of a $15 bet if you parlayed it right. Yeah.
2: Shane said you you could make a million dollars off of it. So suck it, Bookman.
0: (laughs) If you bet on everything
2: on the app. (laughs) Somebody give me help. Okay, so what was your question? Three MLS teams
1: to draw. Three MLS teams to draw. All right. Okay. Sure, I'll go check the the dollars on that.
2: Also, (laughs) if you got a free bet, that means everyone who has had the – the DraftKings Sportsbook app for a while, you should probably log oh, in if you it. haven't in a minute and see if you also got a free bet from DraftKings. Because yeah. that's one of my favorite parts about the apps is that every once in a while you'll log in and then all of a sudden you have, like, a free bet or, like... they're
0: trying to get you to come
2: back. Yeah, I know, I but, know. like, it's nice,
1: though. I'll take free money. Yeah.
2: So. It's like
0: a good will ask you to help spend like it, which makes no fucking make sense.
1: more of it. That's what I'm asking exactly. for the Alibon. Not asking, hey, how do I... Take this out of my account and go buy something. I could spend $15, but I want to make more money with
0: it. It's just that it was free $15. I was just like, why do you need our help with that? It's so easy.
2: We all need a little <laughs> help sometimes, though. So. so we just all need a little redraws, help.
0: In the,
3: three draws in the MLS. Three pay draws pays out nine
0: twelve.
1: Pays out nine twelve if I hit on it. Three okay. draws in the MLS. Wow. All right.
2: That's not bad. Let's see if I can make it happen. That's not bad. Uh we have a ton of people in the chat that have been talking about OGs. All day, all Mm -hmm. show long. So (laughs) let me tell you guys about the good stuff we've got going on with OGs right now. We have a Flavoring Life Sweepstakes that is live at GoPHNX.com. And one winner will receive three bags of OGs, including the Orange Creamsicle and Tropical Flavors. You're going to get an OGs hat. You're going to get a PHNX shirt of your choice. And you're going to get a PHNX annual membership. And you can enter that sweepstakes over at GoPHNX.com or by clicking the link in our show notes. Highly recommend you guys do that because this is a pretty solid swag bag that you can grab for absolutely free. You can also check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase
1: phx scotty wants to flavor life in a different way he wants to legalize marinara which i assume <laughs> is already legalized since yeah. i can buy it at the supermarket i don't so. well you know i don't know what <laughs> kind
0: of supermarkets you're going to but i promise you it is legal.
1: is <laughs> i'm pretty sure that was like oregano's thing
0: it
2: on is. the back of their
3: shirt legalized marinara i <laughs> think oh, it's yeah. a slogan for right. right. yeah.
2: <laughs> which is also an arizona company isn't it
0: Yeah, Oregano's, come on now. Hit us up. I love oregano. We two Italians sitting here. Come on. (laughs) Gerald's Italian? Mm -hmm. Really?
3: Remember, my mom is like... I thought you were French. Italian royalty? royalty. Well, yeah, Yeah. my dad's name is French. My dad's side is like French, Mexican, Spanish, and then my mom's is all Italian.
1: Yeah, Yeah. remember Italian royalty? But you're not
0: black. (laughs) Contrary to what? Which is a joke to some (laughs) stupid ass in the chat yesterday, so...
1: (laughs) Now they want to legalize Condiment. ranch,
0: people. Oh. The condiments are legal. <laughs> well, it should be illegal for for some things That's for sure. Right.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say ranch should be illegal, and I was like, oh my god, we're about to fight. No, 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 <laughs> no. We are about to. Fight.
0: No, I make the best homemade ranch from scratch of <laughs> all time. Bring
2: some. Why are you always holding out? Every time we get on the show and food gets brought up, so I was like, I make the best this, and I'm like, sir.
0: Why have we never sure, heard about this Please. The camera right here. I've invited Lindsay Smith over <laughs> Once, to my house.
2: One time. One it was singular a big part, time. For the
0: Super Bowl. And she refused. She didn't even give me the courtesy of saying no. Oh, wow. She just didn't answer.
2: I'm pretty like, sure so I like, said no. You
0: know.
3: That's rough, Chelsea. When
0: your heart's broken. <laughs> yeah, when your heart breaks, you can only extend yourself you know, so many times. Yeah, so it's fair. Will he so learn to love again? Now? I do. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> had to exercise some of those feelings. I'm
2: really glad that it, that made you feel better. <laughs>
1: all these sauces are bring up is what I want to eat when I have OGs. Let's uh, yeah. get the munchies. And I'm like, let's get some dips going. Let's, what can I dip
0: some of this food? In?
2: Dips are the best. Hey,
0: Phoenix said, lefts all on red.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, That's false. Not true. Um, okay. Our next topic. And I want to, I'm so curious to see what you guys' answers are to this. We're going to have a conversation about Monty Williams and James Jones and who you think will be a member of the Phoenix Suns for longer. Are employed is, by the phoenix Sun. this is oh, like here.
1: awful like it's like pick your favorite child please
0: <laughs> i'll wait here and see your answer oh, i have a favorite child i know you and my other saw. son is actually in the chat and, oh sorry, so you're saying he's not the say, favorite one no he's not the favorite oh, one no. <laughs> alex Aww. you're my favorite my daughter man. is my favorite one everybody oh. knows that <laughs> what a way to find out i
1: know right <laughs> no. alex just shed one tear oh, yeah. he's like damn dad. Oh, that's yeah. so Alex also says, "Dad makes his own pickles."
0: So, yeah.
2: jeez, <laughs> he's a um, renaissance. So, man. who wants to start?
0: Um, I I think this is easy. Um, because I think it's James Jones. I think James Jones will will stand the test of time. Uh, the only way I could see James Jones leaving this organization is if, for somewhat odd reason, there's a better situation somewhere out there. I just don't see that at this moment. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of power within the organization now. Um, we've we heard in that article. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm misplacing her name, but she had Morgan said that. Cato. Yeah, Morgan Cato. That she had said that um, the only people she's really dealt with was James Jones, and from all accounts, he's the one that's running the show. Right. Uh, so I, I think with that, and and as long as he keeps this franchise solid, he will stand the test of time. And the one variable there is if Monty Williams uh somehow some way kind of finds inconsistency within his own team and loses the team somehow some way which has happened once before it happened in New Orleans I'm not saying it would happen again uh and I hope that we didn't see a snapshot of what could come in game 7 obviously game 7 is an outlier uh but I I just when I look at the two I think James Jones could could go further
2: well I also think too um James can put together a really solid roster, but Monty is the person who has to take that roster a step forward and actually achieve a championship, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Right.
0: Yeah, if you get KD. You
2: can can give somebody the tools, but are they managing the tools correctly? If you
0: get KD and you're James Jones, you're a god in the city. If you get KD and you don't make the finals and you're Monty Williams, you are on the hottest seat in the NBA after that. I feel like
1: they're kind of tied together here. Mm. They've built this program, this culture together, and you saw them both get extensions over the last few years. I think their fates are kind of tied together in that way. And I think, really, if James leaves prior to Monty, it's going to be because he's going to another franchise. I don't think it's because he's getting the ax. I think it's because he's choosing to go somewhere. A couple people in the chat, one suggested he'd be Pat Riley's successor in uh in miami i could see that another Mm -hmm. one suggested when lebron gets into ownership which he's talked about and said he wants to own the vegas team that he would follow uh, lebron to whatever franchise he's running i could see those two situations definitely play out
3: yeah it's it's entirely possible especially because of the uncertainty regarding the ownership situation here in phoenix right now we don't know what's going to of that I would just be inclined to probably lean James if, we, if I had to pick one I do think yeah. that they're pretty tied closely together at this point they seem to have a good synergy there and a good relationship but GMs just typically last longer in this mm-hmm. league than head coaches in general and I think you know they get more leeway to okay if you build a roster you can tinker it a little bit if it doesn't work or you can just scrap it and rebuild and we'll give you a couple years to see what you can build from the ground up I think with a coach, they often become the scapegoat if you know if you don't get over the top or mm-hmm. if you know there's a rebuild, suddenly that coach might not want to be a part of it or you might be doing them a favor by sending them somewhere else. I think, so. I
0: think as a GM, you get more cracks at fixing the problems yeah. than yeah. you do as a coach.
2: Yeah. yeah, and to Gerald's point, when things kind of start going south in an organization, the first person that takes the blame is the coach. Whether that's deserved or not, it's just like one of those – this is the easiest route to kind of take, and we've seen it across the league for decades. I also
0: think, you know, going back to I suppose James Jones' point about if he left, he would leave for another organization, which is what I said too. Um, but I, I feel like, and you guys can tell me if I'm high out of my mind or not, but I feel like Arizona and Phoenix specifically in in the winter um, is 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 close to a South Beach. Not South Beach. My, but minus it's, the beach. But, well, but you still have uh, Old Town Scottsdale and all the, <laughs> the vibes and stuff like that. And if you're into the if, – listen, if you're into the party scene in South Beach, then then Old Town Scottsdale is going to be right up your alley too, right? Yeah. Um, and, and would you want to really uproot everything and move all the way out to South Beach um, just on the, on the whim that maybe it's going to be a little bit better? But you have full control here. And, and if the owner – let's just say Sarver is out or Sarver is actually given the t- complete reins to James Jones to make whatever moves he wants then i mean is there really a better move to move to a different organization when you're in full control of the one you have here
1: control is only happening here as long as they're winning like they are the second that there is issues if ownership stays the same that goes away i would bet i would bet my reputation on it not that there's much one, but I would bet it on <laughs> it uh, for that. What I think will happen is James is GM and VP or whatever. I think he, if he leaves, he's offered you become president of basketball operations or president of the entire team. You get to handpick your GM. You get to basically... Carte Blanche and a blank check, which I could see that happening in Miami, uh, you know, or in LA, or if LeBron's owning a team, like those situations. I, but yes, uh, Le- or excuse me, James Jones is likely the one that stays longer. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if he's kicking Monty out as a scapegoat, he may not have much of a leash either here. They haven't exactly been patient with people, so
3: yeah, I'd agree with that. And I, I should, I think we should point out that like. What they've been able to do in their three years at the helm I think has bought them obviously both of the deserved contract extensions that they've got because Monty had two years left on his deal and now this is adding probably at least another two or three more. Yeah. James Jones, same deal. He got a multi-year extension. So we don't know exactly how long they're, they're signed on for right now. Um, but the fact that at the top of the show we were bringing up two years ago Devin Booker was hitting a game winner for a 30-win Suns team that missed the playoffs to where we are now, pissed off that they didn't win a championship. It's pretty remarkable.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I thought that was maybe going to get a little bit spicier than it did, <laughs> but I feel like we were all pretty much in agreement that it makes more sense logically that a coach would get mm-hmm. the boot before the GM and then also that the two of them are very tied together in equal part success.
1: When have you ever seen a coach out- outlast the GM? Even in a situation where the coach is that the GM, is usually yeah. he lets himself go as the coach before before he's let go as the GM. So
3: it's pretty much just Brad Stevens and he became the GM. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Brad Stevens is like, I'm gonna take it all over. <laughs> I'm firing myself from the bench. Yeah. So
3: I'm firing myself for better job
0: security.
1: I could see a situation where Monty moves into a front into a front office position and is no longer the coach necessarily. I don't know, if but it's important. I don't see that.
2: I don't. Pop, I don't think you would like it.
1: Pop's one of his one of his mentors. Pop's always had the the basketball operations yeah, hat too.
0: But, but my thought is is and well, this would be from my observation standpoint is like he is so reluctant to use other players on his bench uh, that makes me concerned that he can't identify talent and what they could possibly bring in certain moments. So to trust him as a GM to bring in. Other guys that are going to be those secondary kind of role players, uh, thinking that he knows what's going to happen. I, I don't know. That doesn't align up with me.
1: To be fair, he brought in campaign. So one season good, one season bad. I mean, that was that sounded like it was his move. <laughs> don't there in the bubble. The bubble. So.
0: Campaign was fantastic in okay. the bubble.
2: Eight games well, and then a we'll, season. We will decide next <laughs> after next season. We'll have a more yes. more uh, whatever. What's the word I'm looking for? Not proof, but... Can get your sample size? Yes, thank you. Yeah. There you go. I got you. Um, all right, well, <laughs> that was <laughs> the last <laughs> thing that it's I had platter. Us. So, I'll tell you guys real quick about Four Peaks and our toast of the month sweepstakes that we have going on at gophnx.com. We need a winner for this month's sweepstakes, and if you win, you're going to get a $50 gift card, you're going to get a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. And if you want to enter this one... You can head to go phnx.com or click the link on our show notes. You can enter both of these and potentially win two sweepstakes from phnx yeah, one this month. month. <laughs> that would be so solid. Like, I would feel so good about myself. I'd be like, I need to go buy a lottery ticket <laughs> oh, I'd now. i feel really
0: good. That's one heck of both a weekend of there. I mean. <laughs>
2: fridge You'd, full of Four Peaks, some OGs. Right. I think you're good. <laughs> You'd be like the best friend ever when you invite all of your friends to go hang out at Four Peaks, and then you go back to the crib, have some OGs. It's like the perfect weekend already set up for you guys. Get
1: high, read 10,000 words written by Gerald Bourget. <laughs> it sounds like a perfect weekend in not it? Yeah, me.
2: exactly. So make sure you head on over to Go Peach Eggs. Once again, enter both of those sweepstakes. Also, if you have not been to the Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe, highly recommend you check it out. So really cool space. They've got tours of the brewery as well that you can take. And I know spooky season is coming up soon. Mm-hmm. It's apparently a haunted yep. building as well. And they do ghost tours, which is super awesome. We're definitely gonna be doing that this fall. Cause
0: <laughs> yeah. yes, we're gonna we're, we're record that.
2: <laughs> I already voted and we're doing it because I'm really excited about it. It
0: was like the one thing that I can ever recall like us hearing about and looking over at you, and you're like. Yeah. Like, I'm yes. excited. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I think we should send Chelsea to haunted house this Halloween,
2: uh, dude. Let's do it. Let's go to a haunted house. It'll oh, do so We
0: got to film that for and sure. So and oh, also, man. you can't judge me. Can't judge you. No, as oh, long as I'm not judged, because I will scream like oh the littlest girl out there. Amazing. I promise
3: you. Oh man, there was one at the very end where you're walking out of the exit and you think you're safe and then you hear a chainsaw behind you <laughs> and i screamed like a little
0: girl <laughs> I, I just fell the ground
1: i don't understand okay so just my to son, get off on my
0: son actually to... did that too by the way we went to a haunted house and he got scared he literally <laughs> fell on the ground and stopped moving i was like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you no
2: wonder
1: saying. your daughter's your favorite <laughs> Gee, uh, now look i don't to get off on a tangent, I, like we always do on this show, I don't understand the fear in Haunted House. You know, nothing's going to happen. So, why do you, why is it like I'm Mr. like nervousness? Everybody knows that, but. That shit doesn't doesn't scare me as much as normal shit does because I mean, you know it's a dude without a chain on the chainsaw. It's some guy lean in a costume into it and
2: allow you to ha- yourself to have some fun.
1: Oh, I mean, if you like to get scared, yeah. I understand why you do. But if like. Me, I, I get mean, scared by normal shit. I don't have to go do it like that. So, I mean, so maybe I that's George wh-
3: Foreman that I know the sound of a real chainsaw maybe, versus a fake one.
1: Maybe, <laughs> you know, they're not letting some guy have a chain on the actual chainsaw maybe in case he touches okay, you. With I mean, that's what we not, need
0: to do. Maybe that's what we just need to fucking do. Maybe on that day, instead of us... Scaring, uh, you know, Espo and going to a haunted house. Maybe that day is like our pseudo uh, April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. and we just scare him by giving him some fucked up news and oh. see him just freak oh. out all day. You could maybe that's the way we You need to could go just about walk this. up behind me while my headphones on and I'll <laughs> scream
1: like that's the thing, like normal shit. Okay. You could set up an office as a haunted house just simply by doing normal things that would scare me more than the but dude with the that's The chainsaw. idea of
2: the haunted house is that they pop out at you, you don't know where. And somebody's yeah. gonna jump, so it's like a jump, but scare. you know
1: it's coming, at but the you don't dark, know where and it's and it's scary. When. Jesus, yeah.
2: <laughs> and you get into the whole mood and the like, vibe, it's dark, it's like there's when you watch dirt a- everywhere, and cornfields, and whatnot. You watch
0: a movie, and you know they're all actors and they're all gonna live. It doesn't mean that it It changes the movie. When
1: I go to a movie to turn off reality, I
2: don't do that I'm
0: just supposed to do it. I
1: don't because there's nothing scary about it. Oh, all right.
2: God, Espo. All right, we have two chats I need to talk about. Rach, thank you so much for your super chat. They said thank you guys for helping to make things fun and lighthearted through a lot of craziness going on. You are very much appreciated. We appreciate you guys as well for allowing us to be in this position to do that. And then Josh said, who would be the one to push someone in the group to save themselves? I would totally push <laughs> you guys in a heartbeat. I was going to
0: say it pretty yes, much yeah. that side of the I, room. You guys, <laughs> you guys are just going first. You guys are like going first.
2: That side of the and room. As, soon as we have to go through the inflated
0: fucking <laughs> balloon thing, yeah. uh, I'm just yeah, I'm just doing that. I for love,
2: sure. love game. It's the same thing. I just, I don't have to outrun the person trying to murder us i just have to outrun one of you and if that means i'm tripping you well sorry you gotta take one for the team
1: did you see Gage said aspo what if what if the haunted house was full of monkey box
2: oh, <laughs> i think that scared saul not
1: me if i remember correctly oh, from the past. oh
2: man yeah. you two wouldn't wouldn't try to like
3: well, every time I've gone in a haunted Utilize house, I've been with a, with a you? significant other. So I was charged with leading the way, but yeah. I was basically dragging them through that thing. I was like, "All right, we're running through this bitch. We're not. We're like, come not on, let's go. You no know
2: man left behind." <laughs> yeah.
3: So I don't. I don't know what I would do if I was not leading the way. Aside, <laughs> hmm.
0: <laughs> I could never party with yeah <laughs> <laughs> Saul's done it, it ain't that much fun. Saul, <laughs> so. So stop using the F word in front of your son. My son is 20 fucking 3.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: he's in college. He's We're a grown okay. Up. Yeah, he's a grown ass man. It's okay.
2: <laughs> to an extent.
0: Plus, I've been cussing at him since I was like. Plus, so that's, like,
3: plus, that's not even his favorite child. So it's, yeah, so yeah. it's
2: okay. Like, it doesn't even yeah. matter. Yeah,
1: he doesn't cuss in front of his daughter. Yeah. Duh. He's already tainted. You know?
2: like, it's all good. He's like, we've been there. We've done that. Oh. We're moving right on along. Okay. I have one final question for you guys today that's just off the rails. Since we're already there, I'm going to keep us there. Okay. We had a conversation earlier today about insurances. <laughs> and I asked about the, the dentist. The,
1: the exciting insurance yes. conversation. Yes, right, right. I
2: low-key love going to the dentist. Saul <laughs> oh. hates it. Where do the two of you stand? I
1: hate it. Well, it depends. What am I getting done? For just like a cleaning. cleaning just I'm just talking general. about like I a I don't cleaning. mind the teeth cleaning. That's nice. You feel Why? fresh. But...
2: Obviously, if you have to get work done, it's completely Holy different, but world. I'm talking about just going and getting a cleaning. When Holy.
1: they take that
3: little pickaxe to your gums, and then I bleed everywhere, and then they have the nerve to tell me I need to floss more, <laughs> that pisses me off fundamentally. <laughs> so just,
1: so just <laughs> floss I'm sorry. more then,
3: dude. I'm sorry, but you have a pickaxe at my gums, said, and I'm bleeding, me, and I need a to floss more? a metal
2: pointy thing, and you think it's because I don't use floss. <laughs> oh, Stop poking
1: God. me with that damn thing, and I won't be bleeding. <laughs> just <to> floss, Gerald. <laughs> Pisses me off.
2: What do? You, where do you guys stand? They don't have mics, so. You what? My really
3: cool. I have a hygienist that I've been going to for like three years. Me and Jessica are really close,
0: so I
2: love seeing Jessica. <laughs> oh. Sounds, no.
0: like sounds like you get a little bit more than the cleaning. Ooh. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Too
2: far, too far. So. <laughs> where is she
0: poking you with the metal thing? Oh huh? my
2: god! No. Way too far, Espo.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't, first of all, I don't know what the fuck that means.
1: <laughs> that's oh, half man. the fun of it oh. by the way speaking of dentists fun fact i grew up with a dentist named dr lips my wife my nobody gets better my wife grew up with a dentist named dr chewy that what? is the weirdest thing i've ever heard so lips and chewy lips and chewy oh, dentists, sorry
2: so. about that guys i didn't mean to take us all oh, the wow. way there i that's just wanted head. to know what the chat felt about <laughs>
1: Going to dentist. The dentist. I thought I thought you were gonna uh, you were gonna ask us. So which insurance plan are you gonna go? With? I mean, I'll ask you <laughs> that for to sure. No, no, no. Which deductible? Is over. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. We will be back tomorrow, same place, same time. So plan to come hang out with us. Also. A reminder, we want you all to stay safe and healthy, and one great way to do that are COVID-19 vaccines, and they are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul and your Score Bookman, And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Saul may...
1: Like his daughter best. But we still don't know which PH and X son tight. Mega's in
0: control and he ain't never gonna let go. PH and X do Lindsey Gerald Spo. Saw past the ball, we hit her, turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B, always on the job.
2: My team move like the mob, turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the live. Best combo since-